This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of the Yankees Magazine podcast is brought to you by the MLB app. Yankees baseball is always live with the MLB app. Follow the action with game tracking and video highlights, along with up-to-the-moment stats, standings, breaking news, and more. Download the MLB app today. It's your number one app for Yankees baseball. Full count pitch to Urshela. A swing and a drive to left field. Gio Urshela's hit a grand slam! Swing can turn things around here for, for, for Big Gary. A drive out oh, to right oh, field. Oh, it's oh. carrying Naquin all the way to the wall. He leaps and it's gone! Gary Sanchez has untied the 6-6 score, and the Yankees go back out on top. On the ground, sharply hit. Great play by Urshela to LeMahieu for one, and the Yankees turn the double play. Wow. 2 2 to Sanchez is sent out to center field. That'll do the job to tie the score. A bouncer back up oh. the middle and through. Urshela comes around to score, and DJ LeMahieu on an 0 2 pitch has given the Yankees a 10 9 lead. 2 2. On the appeal, he swung the bat, and the New York Yankees have swept the Indians. They've punched their ticket to the division series. That game was a lot of fun to be a part of. You know, I've I'm 47 years old. I've watched a lot of baseball. I've watched a lot of my dad's playoffs games. Been in some really big games, and I don't know how you top that one. The back and forth, just the the amount of big moments and plays by different guys. Hello, hello, and welcome to a special Yankees Magazine podcast postseason edition. I'm John Schwartz. I'm the deputy editor of Yankees Magazine. With me right now, we have the Yankees Magazine executive editor, Nathan Makaborski. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing well. How are you doing, John? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired but <laughs> exhilarated, I guess. I know. That, you know, usually we're a, the baseball season is a marathon. Uh, it wasn't so much this year, but yesterday kind of felt like a marathon in itself. I mean, it was a lot of baseball, and uh, that Yankee game was pretty memorable (laughs) i'll say so just so you all know we are gonna go weekly with the yankees magazine podcast during the postseason hopefully that lasts a lot more weeks we will see but certainly we know it's going to last one more series at least because the yankees got rid of the indians last night sweeping the best of three series and nate whatever you thought about the yankees or the indians coming into that series i think there were a whole lot of times last night when you probably thought there was going to be a game three yeah, I mean, 
it was a roller coaster. It really was. Um, I was reprimanded this morning by my family for for waking up the children when Gio Urshela hit that grand slam. Um, <laughs> it was it was very exciting back and forth game, and uh, you know, heading into this series. The Yankees obviously didn't finish the regular season on a super high note, but you heard them all talk about turning the page and that, you know, the postseason is, is a whole new season. And uh, they went out and showed that those were not just platitudes. I mean, they look like an entirely different team than they did a week ago. And, uh, man, I mean, there was just so much to digest from that game last night. I mean, but at the very top, you know, the first guy who comes to mind for me is just Urshela and the night he had – not only the grand slam, but turning that ridiculous double play um, to really keep the game tight. It was just an outstanding performance from him. Well, that was the, one of the best game I ever played in my life. Uh, that was a great game, fighting all, all game. Uh, we got a couple of delays. We got like two delays, but the team always stayed in the positive uh, focus. Everybody with the same goal, and we, we made it. So before the game, during, during the pregame press conferences, uh, a reporter asked DJ LeMahieu how Gio Rochelle compares to uh, one of the best third basemen ever who DJ used to play alongside in Nolan Arenado. And DJ, without missing a beat, obviously, you know, not the most verbose person, but said that he's definitely in Nolan's category. And that's a really nice compliment and it's high praise and all these things. And Man, if you want to go out and show that 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 play that was unforgettable. I I I can't believe I'm saying this on a night that he hit a go ahead grand slam, but that play is probably the most impressive thing I saw in these two games. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big swing, the grand slam to give us the lead we were down early there, um, the huge double play um, to get us out of a jam there with Chappie in the eighth, and then the two the two strike at bat against Hand to smoke the ball up the middle to kind of set the table for, for our rally there off of, off of hand. So Gio was probably the star of the game uh, amongst the many, many big time performances. It was awesome. I mean, I, it's really, he, and he made it, I don't want to say he made it look easy, but I mean, the throw afterwards was just so spot on to be able to do that, you know, from the seat of his pants, uh, it, it was incredible. And, you know, kept them right where they needed to be. And then, you know, they go out and, uh, you know, against Cleveland's closer who hadn't given up a, a blown a save all year. They just, you know, so many quality at bats up and down the lineup. You know, they, they strung together a whole bunch of them there in that ninth inning. And uh, it was a game for the ages. It really was. So that's the thing about that Urshela play, though. I mean, obviously, Carlos Santana, it was Carlos Santana, right? I believe it was. Not the fastest guy in the world, but still, he makes that amazing play. And then you're like, oh, my God, he stopped that ball from getting through. And then he makes the perfect throw. And you're like, oh, my God, they got an out out of this, too. But but in your head, it's like, okay, you know, run around first, whatever. And then <laughs> when you see them turn the double play there, it's just like, did they re- did, did everything really somehow go right on that play? On this weirdest of baseball nights, did they somehow just have everything go right there they sure did but you know i guess that's what can happen when you've got uh infielders like Gio urshela and dj lemayhu out there they can make magic happen at any time for sure and, and there's one thing in a, i, I want to play actually a clip right now from the after the game of uh aaron boone talking about just kind of the perception of this team down the stretch so here here you go you know i think a lot of people understandably so were probably questioning us coming in and and, you know, we've probably 
caught some people's attention again that when we're playing at our best and we're playing well, we can play and beat anybody. But I would also caution it with we haven't done anything yet. You know, this is just a stepping stone for us. We, we, we wanted to get to San Diego to be in that final eight group to continue our quest. So we realized that as exciting as this win was, as exciting as this series was, and I feel like as well as we played here, um, we understand that this is just one step along the way and we've got a, a lot of big things ahead, hopefully. I don't know. I, I think I've kind of been pushing back on a lot of this stuff for a week or more now. I mean, the fact is no one can deny that the Yankees were not at their best coming down the stretch, but also, you know, the week before that they won 10 games in a row. <laughs> and I think that baseball players, athletes, whatever, will, will obviously look for any edge in the world. And if that means, you know, acting like people are disrespecting you or, you know, not giving you the credit you deserve, you know, I mean, that, that that's a story as old as time. But I was watching the game last night with some people in, in one of my neighbor's backyard and I kind of was trying to make the point to them before the game. And, and then even when the Yankees were down for nothing, it's like, I understand what happened down the stretch. And I understand this was a roller coaster season, but there is no reason to believe that this team isn't capable of putting up a dozen runs every night. And okay, they only put up 10 last night after putting up a dozen the night before, but it just, it, it is a relentless lineup. You have Gary Sanchez hitting ninth. You have Gardner putting it together. You have, for all the talk about Geo's grand slam, you know, he just kind of tosses his bat at a ball and gets the huge hit there. I understand the need to, and the reality in some ways of saying that this was a weird Yankee season and maybe people aren't giving them the credit they should be. But I kind of think that it's a little bit ridiculous at this point. I mean, you see if, if Giancarlo Stanton's bat makes contact with the ball, it, it, it's going to another planet. <laughs> yeah. They're at full health right now, which is the biggest thing. And then, you know, like, like I said, I mean, they just kind of, they turn the page. Whereas in the regular season, you know, you're kind of working through a lot of things. Guys are trying to get right, trying to navigate this strange, weird 60 game year where you have seven inning double headers and you have, you know, runners on second in extra innings. Thank God that's over with. Now it's, it's go time. And you just, you could see the difference in, I mean, everybody's gardeners at bats or Shella, obviously, but it just everybody's so locked in. And, you know, you saw uh, there was obviously a ton of walks in that game last night, but you know, a lot of those walks were hard earned, you know, it wasn't like pitchers were just wild or it was, you know, pouring rain throughout the entirety of the game. No, like these were tough, tough at bats. And you know, these Yankees batters are just grinding them out. Really, really intrigued uh, for the, for the next round because you know, we've we've seen uh, <laughs> what these raised pitchers are, are capable of, and uh, you know, hopefully they stay locked in. I'm I'm sure they will. I, I wish the layoff wasn't as long as it is. It, these three days are going to go by very slowly, but uh, you, you got to just love the the overall approach that you're seeing at the plate from these guys. At the plate, for sure. I, I have to say, you know, the, the, last night, both based on the conditions and just you know, the wackiness of the game. I don't think people are going to talk too much about great pitching in that game for obvious reasons. I do have to say, I think an undervalued thing that happened last night was the way that Masir Tanaka made it through the second, third, and fourth innings. Because yeah. that first inning was a totally, and I'm not trying to cry unfair or whatever. I know no one loves when the Yankees do this stuff. That was a really unnecessary and unfair situation he was put into in the first inning. And at that point... You know, I, you're crazy not to at least start thinking about, 
okay, how do we, how much do we like eat this and get ready for game three or whatever? When, when he goes one, two, three in the second, I think it was one, two, three in the second there. And then just plows through the third and the fourth also. I, I think that that just was such a game changer in terms of allowing Boone to, and allowing the team almost not to panic and, and, and not to just kind of check out for that game. I think that could have gone sideways real bad. We, we know how strong Tanaka is in the postseason. He showed that a bunch of times. And I, I don't think that he is going to like his line from last night's game. But I think having, if you've watched and you remember what it looked like at one point, I, I think the Yankees can feel pretty good about what they got from him. Absolutely. I, I totally agree, John. I mean, that was pretty gutsy of him uh, to be able to go back out there and last as long as he did. And I tell you, I, I kind of breathed a little sigh of relief when they took Carrasco out when they did. I feel like he's been tough on us. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I was like, I don't know. I, I just had a good feeling about us against their bullpen last night. And uh, yeah, I mean, from there on out, it was just uh, a lot of fireworks in that game. I can't believe it took as long as it did too. longest nine inning game in history, right? <laughs> Yeah, and it felt every second of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, today's definitely a recovery day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, 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 I hate to keep going back to the same topic here, but, you know, Gio, what, what, what can you say about the guy at this point? I mean, he, he, he's done everything for this team and just, I, I don't know, man, like, the Grand Slam, it, it, it was just so clutch. It was so fun to watch like him celebrating and the way he was reacting to it. And, you know, he's one of those guys who he can't hide it. Like, he can't put on a big, strong, you know, tough guy face, whatever. He just has this, you know, wall-to-wall smile. And you, you could see just every single person on the team. Obviously, look, your teammate hits a Grand Slam in a postseason game to help you come back from a big deficit at the beginning. You're going to be pleased. You're going to be grateful. But there was just joy that you could see in the midst of all that intensity, like a real joy in what they had watched their guy do. Totally. He, he's the most happy fella. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, plays, he plays with a smile, and uh, that's just, you know, that's his approach to the game, and, and I love it. For be honest, I can remember <laughs> when I was running. Uh, I just remember the, when I hit the ball and I um, – when I was when I was uh, giving high five to to my teammates, but that was a, a great moment. What a great feeling! Some guys, you would say, oh, you know, it's the team that that gave up on him. It must have been like revenge. It must have felt so good to like stick it down their throats. But like, I guarantee you, he wasn't thinking that way at all. He was just like happy to like do something good for his team, and he harbors no ill will towards the Indians or anybody else. Like he's just he's the most happy fella. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of moments. Look, and we're barely talking about game one, obviously. Just if you can put together, I think when you sit in your preseason or you know beginning of the offseason meetings in the front office and you're trying to put together the ideal situation to start a playoff series, it's okay. Like, let's get the best, best pitcher available, have him throw an absolute gem, and let's score early. And, okay, so LeMahieu does what he does, gets a single, Judge hits a home run right away. They have the lead, and then Garrett Cole comes and does what he does, which is uh, absolute gem. I, it's baseball doesn't usually go the way you want to plan it, but game one, <laughs> for all for all the craziness of game two, which definitely was not how anybody planned anything, uh, game one is the formula. And, and I think if you're Aaron Boone or you're Brian Cashman or frankly you're any of the twenty eight guys on this postseason roster, I think that's what you're looking to in game one against the Rays. Like, let's do that again. That worked. Yeah, I, I thought that that uh, Homer by Judge was just such a statement, um, you know, to be facing 
Shane Bieber, who's probably going to run away with the Cy Young Award, and two pitches into the game have a 2 nothing lead, that, that's just leadership right there. You know, that's not only talking the talk, but walking the walk. You know, he's kind of – you heard the uh, about the – speech or, or the words that judge had been sharing with his teammates going into that series. And then uh, to go out there and do that. I mean, I thought that was really, really important. And then, like you said, I mean, Cole, boy, I, you, you would sign up for that uh, every time 13 strikeouts, just incredible performance looking forward to, I'm assuming that game one will be Cole versus Snell, which should be pretty, pretty dynamite. The way that this season has gone, everything has been so topsy turvy and wacky, but at the same time, Look at some of the guys who played massive roles in these two games. Brett Gardner, who had such a weird season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know the Yankees like to keep pointing out that he really was coming around uh, in the second half there. Sure, but he also just... I don't think you could have expected the contributions he got from him over these first two games. Obviously, Glaber Torres had a bizarre season and then comes in game one and just does absolutely everything possible. And look, Gary Sanchez, who... Mm-hmm. you know doesn't play game one. And that's just like a crazy thing to have thought about a couple of years ago that he's sitting in game one, but what more could he have done yesterday? <laughs> I mean, you know, that huge home run, obviously right after the Yankees had blown the lead and uh, Oh man, what's going on. Then he comes, hits that home run. And then obviously just, you know, a sack fly doesn't necessarily go, you know, as much on the uh, highlight reel as some of the big home runs he hit this year or whatever, but that's just what the team needed. The team needed a run right there. The team just needed, you know, you, you have DJ LeMahieu following you. You can feel good about DJ LeMahieu following you. Just get the run, and that's what he did. He put the ball where he had to. Yankees tie the game in the ninth. Ca- caught a great game, called a great game. It's just good for him. I, I, I am happy that he got to do what he did. Yeah, I am too. I was happy for him. Um, that was just a professional at bat uh, to to tie that game last night. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of the problems that you saw when, when things weren't going well during the regular season would, you would see, you know, them struggle in situations like that, where you had a runner on third with less than two outs and you couldn't get them home or whatever. But you know, that was then this is now. So no reason to think that they can't keep it rolling. Well, that's for sure. And you know, so why why don't we look forward a little bit now that you can, obviously here's what Aaron Boone has to say. They've been the best team in our league all year. So we're excited to go play the best team and hopefully, you know, hopefully get have our way with them this time. Uh, we know they're going to be a challenge. We know they're going to be tough. We know they'll be ready for us. Um, but we look forward to that challenge and, and hopefully we can, we can uh, turn the tables on. Yeah, he's right. The Rays were the best team in the league this year. And not only were the Rays the best team in the league this year, but the Rays were the best team in the league in part because they just feasted on the Yankees. So I think that, Again, as I was saying earlier in this, there's not going to be a matchup this year, I think, in which I'm not going to like the Yankees on paper. I know what this lineup can do. We've seen what this lineup can do. I, I, I don't know. It's just, but we also saw what the Rays did to the Yankees all season. Were the Yankees at full strength at any point of the year, basically? No. Does that matter? Absolutely. Are the Yankees hot right now? Sure. They played two great games, but we've seen the roller coaster all year. But. I don't know. I, I, you know, if they do what they do in game one, if Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole in game one, and if we get more of a normal Masir Tanaka, because there's probably not going to be two random rain delays in San Diego. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know how you pick against this team right now when you see what they're capable of doing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, we went 
two and eight against them uh, against the Rays uh, during the regular season. But you know those those lineups. I mean, there was no Judge, no Stanton. You know, DJ was out for one of those series. Glaber was out for one of those series. So you know that that record doesn't really mean anything to me at this point. Um, what does mean something is just the overall kind of history between these two teams. You know, they there's certainly been some spirited contests, shall we say, uh, between these two teams over the last few years. Um, and this is the first time they're ever going to be meeting up in a postseason series. So <laughs> I'm expecting more drama and hopefully three more wins. What do you think? Do you think uh, the Yankees add CeCe Spathia to the roster? <laughs> I'm sure he would He would be down for that. I, would. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would sign up for that right now. I mean, it's it's so cool, though. Look, this is... If the, Yankee, the Yankees could have very easily lost that three-game series and we'd be sitting here right now saying what the Indians are probably saying, which is what a ridiculous way to h- handle a playoff series and you know what do, what do you learn from a three-game series? And, and, and they're not wrong. A three-game series is completely random. The only thing more random is probably a one-game series. Mm-hmm. But the Yankees did what they had to do. We saw what the Yankees are, what the Yankees want to be, what the Yankees were supposed to be, and – I'm just, I'm excited. This is going to be fun baseball and it's going to be weird. And I wish there were fans and I wish that it wasn't in a neutral site in an empty neutral site for that matter. But look, what more could you ask for right now than getting Yankee Yankees Rays after the season that we just watched after all the drama we watched this year. It's just perfect to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is going to be weird seeing them play this series at Petco park. Um, but <laughs> I'll take it, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's better than no baseball. That's, kind of been my feeling all along this season Uh, as as strange it is as it has been and as much as I've missed uh, being at the ballpark and you know being surrounded by 50,000 fans going nuts like could you imagine what that stadium would have sounded like last night for that crazy game like but you know uh, I'll take it and I I think next week we're going to see some some really good baseball it's a good point, and and, and, I, and I should say, obviously, you know, this week we're having the NBA Finals starting, and we just saw the Stanley Cup given out at the beginning of the week, and I am fully willing to admit that I was very pessimistic when this started, all of this, all these sports coming back, mm-hmm. and I think that reasonable people can still have conflicting thoughts, perhaps, on the virtue of some of the stuff and, and whatever. But what I will say is from the players on down to all the people involved in having gotten through the regular season and now gotten through one round of the playoffs or, you know, for, for some teams still going on, you know, and, and, the, and the confidence level you now have that there, there's going to be a world series champion this year. I, I think it, it's a, it's a real credit to a lot of people. And I, I know how much I've enjoyed watching baseball and I know how much a lot of fans have. And I'm, I'm pretty uh, grateful to all the people, whether it's MLB or with the teams or the support staff and everything like that, who made a lot of sacrifices this year to make this happen. Yeah, no doubt. There's uh, a lot of people who should, you know, take a lot of pride in the fact that it's gone the way it has. And yeah, I mean, whoever holds that trophy up at the end can certainly feel good about having endured uh, such a strange year. So before I let you go, Nate, uh, give me a prediction. Five-game series, what do you expect? I am going to say, I, I think it goes the distance. I think I'm going to say uh, Yanks in five. I'm going to say four, but I, I'm also saying Yanks right now. And frankly, you're listening to the Yankees Magazine podcast. I'm not <laughs> sure what you guys expected. Uh, <laughs> that's that's on you. <laughs> but Nate, thank you so much. Get, get, get some rest today. I think we all need to recover a little bit from last night and just – Maybe uh, if you get down at any point or if you get bored, 
just watch some highlights from last night because there are a lot. <laughs> well, and, and we got some more baseball games on tap today. I, I love after you clinch and there's other series going on, you see them, you know, all the pressure involved and all that, and you could just sit back and say, yep, we already took care of business. Just wait for, wait, waiting for Monday now. For sure. Nate, thanks so much, man. All right, we'll talk next week. And to all you guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Yankees Magazine Podcast, the postseason edition, which is going to be coming to you weekly for as long as the Yankees are alive. Before you go, though, I want to tell you a little bit more about the Yankees Magazine Podcast Network. If you liked hearing from us today, you should also check out Deep to Left with Bucky Dent, our newest podcast. And you should also know that tomorrow, October 2nd, is the anniversary of Bucky's home run. So what a great time to listen if you're not already. The most recent episode has Bob Costas, and it's terrific. Make sure you check it out. If you're not subscribed, what are you waiting for? We're available wherever you listen to your podcasts or at yankees.com slash podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. It really helps. You can even send us your thoughts over email, podcast at yankees.com. And for Yankees Magazine subscribers, pretty soon you should be getting in the mail a special gift from us, the 2020 yearbook. We know this was a weird season. We know that you didn't get all the Yankees Magazine you were hoping for, but this is a gift. This is not part of your subscription. We just want to say thank you for sticking with us. If you're not a subscriber, now is the time. Make sure you get in there. Head to yankees.com slash publications or call 800-GO-YANKS for more information to start a subscription, buy a back issue, maybe even gift one to someone who's a huge fan. Plus, if you'd like to see our content online, get a taste of it at yankees.com slash magazine. There, you'll find our latest features to read from the magazine, and we're also on Twitter, at Yanks Magazine. Give us a follow and be up to date with every podcast and magazine we produce. That's it. See you in a week, and go Yanks. Hi, this is Luke Voigt. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you rate and review us? And while you're at it, tell your friends to subscribe. Thanks so much, and go Yankees. This episode is also brought to you by MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand with MLB.tv. Your subscription also includes the MLB app Premium, allowing you to stream live baseball with your favorite supported devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Deep to left. Yastrzemski will not get his home run. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Hey, folks. It's Bucky Dent proud to be part of a new podcast on Yankees Magazine Podcast Network called Deep to Left with Bucky Dent. Every other Tuesday, we'll bring you a new episode chatting about great moments from Yankee history with some of my best friends from a career in the game. We'll look at what's happening with the current team, share some memories, and no surprise, we'll even discuss a little homer I hit one credible day in Fenway Park. Download Deep to Left with Bucky Dent at yankees.com slash podcast or at the podcast app of your choice. Can't wait to speak with you soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.